the Simon Filer Podcast, giving authors a platform. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Leadership champion Sonia McDonald is joining me on the Simone Filer podcast. We've just wound up recording Sonia's fabulous audiobook, Leadership Attitude, How Mindset and Action Can Change Your World. And to say I learned a thing or two is definitely an understatement. I'm so thrilled that I had the opportunity to be the first to hear audiobooks, Sonia. Thank you so much for coming on board. Thank you so much. You were awesome to work with. Amazing. So patient because uh, it's the first time I have done anything like this. So uh, I thought it was going to be easy. And even though it was a little bit more challenging than I expected, I loved it and you made it awesome for me. So thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for that lovely wrap. That's awesome. Uh, but the content was so engaging. Occasionally I was sitting here going, oh, I've got to concentrate on what I'm actually doing because <laughs> I've got like marking down tips in my head about, you know, my leadership skills and in particular when people come into the studio, you know, how I can be a better inspirer because that's one of the biggest things that I took away from your book that managers sort of lead whereas leaders inspire. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was profound when you – that wasn't today. That was in a session last week. I was thinking, yeah, that's really cool because I've never thought about it like that. But um, how did the whole book firstly come to be? How did you decide I'm going to write a book about leadership? That's a great question. I think I've always loved to write ever since I was little. When I started Leadership Mm. HQ, I started it from a blog. So I had a blog called Leadership Headquarters. And then when I decided to start the business, which was from the blog – I, it kind of just evolved from that when I started the, the company Leadership HQ and after a few years and my passion for writing and then I kept the blog, which was award-winning, which was really exciting. Mm. Uh, I sort of thought, why don't I really now start to think about writing a book? It took me a lot longer than I expected. I think because I thought, oh, my gosh, it is. It's like your first book. What happens if it sucks? (laughs) But, um, no, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, it's a a great book. Yeah, excellent. Um, And you've got a couple of others that you've also released. So hopefully you'll come in and do them in audio as well. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. But there's so much to begin with. I mean, I can talk to you about the book, you know, and break that down chapter by chapter. But I would highly recommend if you want to be a very good leader and – have leadership skills that take you above and beyond into the future, then leadership attitude is definitely a start. Did you have anyone in mind when you wrote the book? Oh, yeah, I think I think it was a book I wanted for my younger self. So I think if I could go back in a time machine, I'd definitely say to my younger self to start learning this space now because it wasn't until I started teaching it and coaching it and living and breathing it that – I thought, oh, my gosh, I wish I knew this when I was a teenager or early on in my career And because they don't tend to teach it at university or at school. I think things have changed now, but when I was at school at university, it wasn't really at the forefront of teaching you how to be a great leader and be a great human. It was more that technical technical skills and capabilities. And so probably for future generations, but anyone could read it. Like I've had, I've had parents say their kids have read it. I've had... CEOs read it, I've had executives read it, I've had people, emerging leaders read it that have all got something really great out of it. So I think it can be for anyone, but I probably did write it for my younger self or for those emerging leaders. Yeah, I find found that it's really personal. Like so you can, I think you can almost tell that you're writing it for yourself because it really speaks to you, you know, as a listener 
from how what I've just experienced then. So, okay, let's go way back. How did the whole leadership thing come about? How did you decide I'm going to – because you own your own le- uh, company, you were saying, yeah. leadership headquarters. How did all of that come to – and you're a public speaker. There's so much background. <laughs> there, there's so much background. How did it come about? It, kind yeah. of, it came about by accident. Uh, serendipity. Kept, yeah, serendipity. <laughs> came out with serendipity. Um, I think it was – gosh, I don't even know where to start. I think – well – my my career and experience was in people and culture. So I went to university and did human resources and psychology and then had a career in HR. And then when I was uh, living and working in China, I'd followed my husband's career and we moved over to China and with my daughter at the time who was only little. And whilst I was over there, I thought to myself, oh, you know, you know, I, I thought I could be a full-time mum over there and, and I was enjoying like living in another country and and being a mum, but I thought oh, I really did want to go back to work. So I ended up getting a part-time job as a management consultant and I was promoted to the Asia PAC or Asia HR um, leader f- for this company and then my whole world fell apart and I had to come back, pack up everything, come back to Australia with my daughter and... Um, yeah, it was a really, really challenging time for for her and I, and I just couldn't find a job in HR. As soon, I think I went for forty interviews. Wow! And um, it was as soon as the single mum card came up, it was, oh yeah, look, you know, we can't really offer flexibility, and um, I mean, this was a long time ago. This was like seventeen years ago, and I thought to myself, how am I going to survive? Like, how am I going? And then I met someone that worked in the leadership development space. On construction sites and I went for the interview and he said to me in the interview, do you know much about leadership? And I said, yes, everything. <laughs> everything. I know so much about leadership. <laughs> so I faked it. Yeah, until well, I- you'd have to after getting that many knockbacks. Uh, You're going to, yes, I can. I was like, yeah, I can do this. But, I, you know, and I, gosh. I mean, Had you worked in construction, like in that space? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I hadn't worked in that construction engineering space before. However, I had to kind of call into my inner courage and I just loved it so much, like working with these these teams and leaders and humans on construction sites and they were great at building roads and bridges but not so great when it came to leading others to build roads and bridges, yeah. which I get it, right? They're, they, they were taught different skills. They had different tools in their toolkit, right? Yeah, for sure. Not the people leadership skills. So having that trusted advisor there was amazing so yeah that's kind of how it all started and then I started a blog and turned the blog into a company excellent so did you get advice to turn it into a company or were you just thinking you know what I'm just gonna start this thing and yeah I wish I had got advice to be honest like looking back I probably should have got a lot more advice particularly around uh accountants or you know people that have that help you set up a business I really did jump off a cliff at the time I just thought I can do this I was probably before I started the company I I called myself the flip chart queen I had flip chart all over my um, home office and then I for a year I just wrote down loads of different ideas around like it was I call it ikigai Uh, my ikigai like it's a Japanese concept and it's what was like what are my strengths you know, my strengths and talents, what am I passionate about, what does the world need, what am I going to get paid for, like that purpose. And I kind of went, well, my strengths and talents are teaching and speaking and helping others, like being a coach and being a cheerleader and the world needs more leaders and more leadership 
and I'm really passionate about leadership. Oh, okay, well, that's my icky guy and that's why I started it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're obviously doing really well because you've got three books out, you're running leadership headquarters, you are doing public speaking. Like, you're a busy girl. I'm <laughs> a very busy woman. Busy woman. Yeah. Busy girl. Yeah, I'm very, like, it's, I work really, really hard, like, super yeah. hard. Yeah. And I see you also, you on TikTok and you're on Instagram. And have you come a, you know, away since then? Have you got the team around you now? I do. It's growing. Like I do have uh, other coaches and facilitators now, which is so great because I am an entrepreneur and uh, to the as much as my team love me, they do think that I come up with way too many ideas and I'm always thinking of new things yeah. that I can do and create. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm really ex- – I call us a small giant. So we're actually very small, but we, I think we have a giant impact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I did, I kind of, I mean, I've had now Leadership HQ for 16 years now. We just had our 15th birthday. Oh, congratulations. So, uh, That's well, outstanding. It is pretty cool. Yeah. It is. It went really quickly. So there was times where I really wanted to grow it. And now I'm actually, I actually now look back and think of where we are today and go, I actually like the fact we're a small giant. And I think that's why people keep coming back to us because we really get invested and really care about the work we do. And so we're not like a big accounting firm with a big ego. I'm not saying that they do, but we really care about and get really invested in working and helping, you know, organisations really grow and be successful. So, Mm. yeah. So if anyone's listening today, what, what sort of stuff do you do that can help businesses grow? Oh, you my, might be you might be a giant giant after all after be, this. I could be a giant giant, <laughs> giant giant. Um, I'm inspired is, to work with you after listening to your book. Oh, thank yeah, you. I'm we really, actually that's really lovely. Yeah, that's, actually, we do have a lot of people that do reach out to us. I wish I had. Again, if you're listening to this, we do have lots of people wanting to do great things because it, it just thing is I work with we work with so many companies. And they have all the greatest strategies in the world. And I think if you don't have your leadership sorted, like the culture eats strategy for breakfast and the leaders lead the culture, but it also starts with you. Like how are you leading as a CEO? How's your executive team leading? And do they have the skills and capabilities to lead? Uh, if I hear another story of a CEO or a leader that's does not actually value leadership. Honestly, it does my head in when I hear these stories because I think... What, you're supposed to be a leader. <laughs> yeah, aren't you? And people can notice it. They see it. So I think really wherever you are in your career, in your life, particularly if you are leading a business or an organisation, it's a real honour and responsibility. So please be a great leader. Be mm. a great human. Uh yeah, it's really important. Yeah. So one of the last chapters or towards the end we were talking you were talking about you were reading to me from your book saying that leadership is also about people's differences because you keep bringing it back to not only being a great leader but being a great human, you know. And where does that start? It starts from embracing your uniqueness and your difference rather than going, "Oh, I need to fit in. I need to assimilate and fit in." Yeah. So, um, yeah, what do you say to people that are sitting there thinking, you know, I have these capabilities and rather than telling or telling no one, I should shout them to the world? Uh, We've only got a life then to do it. I think so many, it's like that Marianne Williamson quote that I have in the book around, we're we're more afraid of our light than we are our darkness, right? Mm. Is that we only have one life and we're unique 
and different for a reason. So it's really about embracing that and not caring about what other people think. Yeah. And uh, I think we can get, and I'm not saying I'm perfect at that. Like I do, I have been beaten down sometimes by p- people's comments. Uh, and I wish now I'd go back to my younger self and shake her and go, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like just row your own boat and embrace what makes you different and unique. Yeah. You know, so many people even today say, oh, you should look at what other, other organizations are doing. Yeah. That. People say that to me. It's like, no. <laughs> exactly. Why would I put my focus there? Why yeah. would you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it would just take away from everything I'm doing. I, I, I would firstly not focus on what I'm doing, you know, focusing on what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's um, attention goes, energy flows. So put your attention on what makes you rock and really embrace that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really important. I think we're all born with a unique gift, you know, and it's just a matter of instead of looking elsewhere for it, you should just really look in within. Yeah. Go into that silence and find it. It'll come. Yeah. That's how it happened with me with the my, my audio books. It was like a... Yeah, it was divine intervention basically saying, you got this, just do it. Because how long have you had your business for? Seven, seven years. Oh, well done. You should yeah. be really proud of yourself. Yeah, I am. I love it. I mean, I get amazing people like yourself coming to read, you know, so I'm, I absolutely love it. I but can like, tell. But like you said, you know, when, you, when you're starting, it's like you're standing on the edge of a cliff going, oh, <laughs> am I really going to do this? And then you start out doing every single th- aspect of the whole thing and building it up. But um. But, yeah, I mean, your book has been really invaluable because the information really grounds you as a person and, you know, shines that light to let you see that you can be a leader. And I'm not just talking about people managing a leader in your own life. (laughs) A a leader for your children, a leader for your house, a leader, you know what I mean? In all aspects. I think that's where people get caught up, that it is about this whole role, title, leadership's just about at work and I think even when I run a coaching or leadership programs and when I frame it like that people in the room go oh and then they become a lot more committed to it because as I'm saying they're not committed to it if it is kind of from a work perspective but normally you find organizations invest in someone's leadership development and it's more of a company program mm. and so they think it's best for company and it's when they're in the room I go no it's best for company but it's also best for you it's best for your family it's best for everyone out there that that you can make a difference to yeah. um, so I think that's when they especially I have to say especially I find the feedback I get even um, parents or people that are mums or dads or guardians, whatever, they actually come back to me and go, this has made a huge difference to my role as a mother or a father as well. So that's actually really cool. Yeah, that's wonderful, getting that feedback. Um, How can people find out more about you? I mean, if they want to engage you to do public speaking somewhere or want to do workshops, what's the best way to go about it? Uh, Definitely the website, sonyamcdonald.com.au. Or leadershiphq.com.au as well. Uh, but all the social media. Like yeah. I'm on You're Sonia, Sonia McDonald on TikTok? I love it when your TikToks come up. Do you? It's like, Sonia, yeah, you're awesome. I don't know. I'm still playing around with TikTok. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, – I actually, now that I'm on TikTok – I, because I get all, I love following all the different travel things. So now I'm getting all the travel, you know, like all the travel things. And I really love all the travel. <laughs> like go to this restaurant and all this like random things you wouldn't know about. But no, I, I really like, I, I want to try, I'm, I, I am inspiring and I want as many people to see their inner leadership and, and greatness. So I just thought, oh, TikTok's a great way. 
of mm. inspiring people to be more and do more and learn more. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's also inspiring in itself, you getting on there and doing that, because I think great leaders or people that want to, you know, do well with whatever it is they find, that spark is that to, they've got to get out there and tell people about it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah so. you got to have a voice. I think that's really important, that voice. And so many people say to me, oh, you know, you're doing that just to promote yourself. And I'm like, no, I do it for you. Like if I, like, I mean, obviously you have to blow your own trumpet and you have to promote yourself because obviously you're running a business, but I do it for others. Like I don't, you know, if I was constantly doing it for myself, A, I wouldn't be as successful as I am. And also as well, I just don't think people buy that. Like people don't, people are, really smart and they can sniff in if you're not being authentic yeah and if it's about you um so you've got to keep it authentic sorry that's all right (laughs) it's (laughs) pre-recorded that's good i've got a bit of a head cold so i've got the vix happening so um i'm hanging um, hanging on to it for dear life i know because i'm trying to like my nose is running so um yeah sorry about that that's probably called to let you go now so i don't get that thing (laughs) It has been such pleasure. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoyed your book because you were like, oh, that's awful. But you did a great job. And I do think you've got a wonderfully engaging, um, yeah, captivating voice. It's interesting. Oh, I really you. like you. Oh, thank you, Ditto. It was uh, – no, I think it was more – you know, it is. It's a bit of that imposter syndrome. I think we all get it. And I definitely suffer from it as well. And I think yeah. the key to growth and leadership is being uncomfortable. And I think – because I wrote this book such a long time ago and it was such – it was actually really cool reading it uh, aloud and reading it again. And funnily enough, I was running a leadership program last week in Brisbane and they all have a copy of my book and so many of the people in the group – and I didn't tell them I was doing it as an audio book and then they were like – can we can we listen to this in the car because we're in the car like, have you got it as an audiobook and I went funny you should say that I'm about to and they're like yay and I went oh that's interesting because no one else has really asked me before but uh awesome yeah so thank you for being so awesome with it, it was you were just amazing oh, to work with that's wonderful I'm glad you enjoyed it all right so website leadershiphq.com yeah, leadershiphq.com.au, yeah, sonymcdonald.com.au and definitely all the socials, like definitely on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. I prom- I um, post a lot on LinkedIn, but that's a lot. I post a lot of um, really great leadership insights, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. Twitter, or oh, X. Now it's called X. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it is. So look up Sonia McDonald or Leadership Headquarters. Yep. Excellent. Thank you. It's been such fun. Yeah, thank you again. You're amazing. Thank you. Thanks for joining the Simon Filer podcast. What's your story? Contact Simon for a chat at brisbaneaudiobookproduction.com.